Hello guys, welcome back to Conti One Tonight with me, Mr. One Piece Andrew. And juga eh. <laughs> And Mr. J.S. A.K.A. Jiran Sebelah. My neighbor. Not, Not your, your neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> Peace be upon you. Hello guys, uh, we are very sorry for, you know, delays of episodes because we are currently busy and we are finding, finding time to actually entertain you guys. And now we are celebrating uh, Ramadan, mm-hmm. fasting month for all the Muslims around the world. Mm. If you guys are non-Muslim, if you guys are, you know, want to eat in front of your Muslim friend, go ahead. Don't worry. Because uh, it's not your fault. Yeah. Uh, they have, they should have the strong, you know, uh, apa tu? Strong mentality. Yeah, strong mentality. So, edit. Any of each of time when you guys eat in front of them, don't say, hey, sorry, uh, I eat in front of them. No need. Because they also understand. We understand you. Understand lah. Mm. Uh, it won't become something that is wrong lah. So, uh, okay, for tonight, the story will be told by Mr. J.S. himself. Mm. His experience and stories that was shared to him. So before we go into all these stories, let's hear our song. Represent the hood as much as we could. Cookie tails and table flicks, our weekly fix to your kids. We are kids, we O N T I 129. We are not like the other guy. Hello, guys, welcome back with us at Conti 129. That's right. Yes. Okay, let's start. Lah. Okay, this <laughs> happened uh, This happened to me, guys, a uh, few days ago. Uh, it was a Tuesday morning, the first day of Ramadan. So as usual, we would wake up early in the morning, like about around 4 a.m. in the morning. We would wake up and prepare food before sunrise. So as usual, after we finish eating, that was close to about 5.25 to 5.30, we wrap things up. And we did our morning prayers. After our prayers, my wife and my children went back to sleep to take a short nap before they prepare for school. At that point of time, um, as they were in their rooms, I was chilling or I was waiting for sunrise and waiting for them to be ready for work and school. So I was sleeping outside in the hall on my sofa. 
I was not really sleeping lah actually. I was just, you know, um, just lying on the sofa waiting for time. So, for some reason, I fell asleep. I fell asleep for a short while, I guess, because I know I didn't sleep for quite a long time. It's just that I just doze off for a while. When I woke up from that short sleep, I realized that my hands and my legs were not able to move. I couldn't move them by myself. I tried. It felt that I was tight by a rope or something. Both my hands and my legs were tight. I was struggling, yes. I remember I was struggling. I tried to free myself, but I couldn't. At the same time, I tried shouting. See if, you know, it's a response, like it's a, it's a reaction that you just try to shout. I remember I shouted, but nothing came out from my mouth. It felt like as if I was shouting, but nothing came out as if everything was glued or trapped in a vacuum. When that happened, I remember I saw my cat walking towards me and looking at me in a certain kind of look. It even meowed at me a couple of times. So, when that happened, I was sure and positive that I wasn't sleeping or dreaming because I was sure that what happened was real. As I was struggling still with my cat in front of me looking at me, I heard a voice whispering on my left ear. Don't worry. You will be fine. You will be okay. Immediately after that, I could move my hands and my legs again. <laughs> and at that point of time, I was actually shouting. It came out. I was, I was shouting like this. Ah! The words of my, what I shouted came out, finally. So, the question is, was it a sleep paralysis? Or I was really spooked by something? which I am not sure. <laughs> so that's my first story, guys. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's quite a uh, very long time then you can this kind of thing again. Eh? Yeah, last time, the last time I shared with you guys was when I was in camp in, mm. back in Police Academy when I had the same experience. Uh, but when I opened my eyes, I saw a black smoky figure yeah, it's disappearing to Tim Eh. One of our episodes in our podcast lah. That's right. So one of our earlier episodes. So this is your first story, Mr. Jess. That's right. Okay, uh whatever it is, every story that will be told in this uh episode. Episode will be summarized at the end of the episode. So you still got story, right, Mr. JS? That's right. So, let's get on to it. Okay. The second story, guys. It was told by a friend of mine. 
um, let's call him Mr. F. Mr. F told me a couple of stories when we were actually hanging out last weekend at his place. And, um, you know, one story led to another. So this is one of them. This was actually something that he has been keeping for the longest time. He told me this story only after it happened eight years ago. So this was when he was staying at his old residence at Bukit Batok. As a young chap, he would always return home late at night. I would say 10pm or 11pm. That was kind of a normal or a natural thing to do for someone who's young and dangerous, I would say. At that fateful night, as usual, he parked his bike in the Martin Story car park and walked up to his house. I mean, to the, and take, took the lift to, to reach his, um, to his level. I just want you all to imagine that his flat is a shape of a U. I want you to imagine that the lift is at the other end of the tail of the U and his house is at the other end of the U, the, the tail of the U. Can you imagine the letter U? Okay, I want you to imagine that, right? So, he has to pass, he had to pass a few units on that level before reaching to his unit. So when he, when he was in the lift, going to his floor, he was staying at the highest floor at that point of time, when the lift or the door opened, he already felt like as if something or someone was following him. He felt something was different that night. As he was walking slowly, not to set any alarm or anything. He would stop a few steps. After making a few steps, he would stop and look back to see if anything or someone was following him. As usual, no one was there. He continued walking again. Made a stop and turn around and check if anybody or someone was behind him. He did it a couple of times and he was assured that nobody was following him physically. But something inside him, something he was saying this inside his, inside his heart, I'm sure something was behind me. <laughs> At the same time, of course, as usual, when you're scared and we are in that situation, they, he would say some prayers that he's familiar with as he was walking towards his unit. When he reached his unit, he opened his bag and he was searching for his keys. On a normal situation, your keys are easily available and attainable. Yes! But when you are in a situation like that, you tend to panic a bit. And looking for your keys is actually a chore because he panicked. In that kind of situation, you will usually experience that kind of thing. He was trying to search for his keys inside his bag, digging it, trying to look for it, wondering where it is. He opened all the pockets in his bag to search for keys. And he put his hand deeper, deep into the bag and see if he could find the keys. Finally, after a few struggles, he managed to find his keys, his bunch of keys. So, 
when he was he found his keys, he tried opening his gate, of course. It seems that he couldn't find the key to the gate. That's another problem. That's another struggle. He was trying to. Where is the key? Of course, he found it. Tried to open the gate, but he struggled. Couldn't find the hole. Couldn't put the key. Couldn't slot the key into the, the, the slot, the key slot to unlock the gate. Of course, he finally did. As he opened the door, out uh, the gate, he tried to open the door, the main door of his house or his unit. Of course, he was struggling. He was struggling to open the main door. Finally, he managed to open the door. So, he was like, ah, thank goodness, it's finally open. So, he quickly, he hurried, opened the door and quickly go in. And as he was turning around, and, he's, he was, and he, as, he was, as he was turning around to close the main door, he saw an old lady in front of the gate saying this to him. Son, can I have a glass of water? Water? Uh, no, no. I just came back. There's no water. Uh, there's no water. Um, the... The kitchen is dark. Uh, I couldn't find any water. Son, I just need a glass of water from you, please. No, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry, auntie. Sorry. So he just banged the door, locked it, and hurried into the toilet, washed his face, washed his legs, and quickly went out of the bathroom and did a quick prayer. As he was done doing his prayers, he started thinking again. How did that nene or that old lady appear so suddenly in front of my house when I remembered walking from the lift to my unit and checking if somebody was following me and there wasn't? He was sure that nobody was following him. But how did that nene or that old grandma or old lady appear in front of his house all of a sudden? <laughs> Which is very, very weird because there is no other entrance or exit the lift in the, at the lift area. So his house was like a corner house. That or that old lady could have run or ran very fast to reach his house. He was worried in a way. That's what he told me. But the story did not end there, guy. After that, he told me that he observed that his mother is a single mother taking care of him. So, he doesn't have a dad. After that incident, would always come back from work and would always go to her room and lock herself in the room for the longest time. His mother would only come out to have dinner or prepare dinner or go to the toilet and he, she would go back to her room and spend hours and hours inside the room. And that is a pattern. She would do that every day for years. Her only, the only time she interacted with her children was during dinner during break time 
and that's all. Okay, I want you all to sing this in, okay, guys? This is probably related to what's gonna, what I'm gonna tell you. The next incident, what he told me was, there's this another occasion, another incident that happened when he was coming home late again. He told me that it was only about 10 plus at night that he reached home. When he opened his door, he found that his mother was lying flat on the ground in between her room and the hallway. Of course, he was shocked. So he hurried to the mother. Mom, mom, wake up. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, thank you. What time is it now? Uh, it's 10 p.m., mom. How long have you been lying on the floor like this? I think it was about 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. just now. I, uh, I don't know what happened, but I heard a voice or someone was calling me when I was in my room. I heard someone calling my name from the hallway. So. I opened the door from my room and I slipped and fell. I was so... It was so painful and I felt so weak that I couldn't have the strength to stand up by myself. So I just laid here waiting for you to come back from work. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Come, let me help you to your bed. Come, let me carry you, okay? Slowly, ah, Slowly. So, my friend carried her mom to her bed and prepared some um, towel, wet towel to clean her up and of course gave her a, a, a cup of plain water for her to drink. He found out that there was a blue, a, a, a blue black mark on the head of his mother and at the jawline. He was kind of bruised and he was wondering, wow, this, this looks bad. And of course, being a concerned child, he sent his mom for checkups and all that at the GP. After doing some x-rays and all that, they found out that there was a blood clot in her brain, probably due to the fall. Okay, things actually went from bad to worse since that day. Moving forward, now my friend's mother is bedridden. Bedridden till now. She's not able to move by herself. She couldn't eat by herself. She couldn't talk. She just lie on the bed like a vegetable. She is being fed liquid food by by uh, she only feeds on liquid food. She could not talk. She only just lie on the bed till now. It's a very sad situation, guys. I know the mom, and I've seen her mom, and I know the situation, and it's very very sad. Till now, she is bedridden. So my question is. Was the incident that happened to him eight years ago, starting from the old auntie at the door, followed by a few the 
the part where his mother would always go to his, her room and lock herself inside for hours and hours for years and from the part where her mother his mother fell and got herself hurt was was all this are all this related to what is happening to his mother now who is bedridden that's my question okay mr js thank you very nice for the stories we will answer your question later at elaborate elaboration session for opianinesis okay <laughs> okay let's uh, wait for it this podcast is proudly brought to you by Mopcaro Singapore for you guys who love to have this Nice scented smell In your house You can View at the Facebook page That is linked In our Facebook For purchase You can straight away PM them That's all Hello guys Welcome back to Conti129 For Elaborate Elaboration <laughs> <laughs> okay guys uh, What you guys hear At the advertisement About this Mob Coral Singapore Is actually one And I would say One and only That I've known lah This Mob Coral Singapore It's a Small company That sells a Nice scented smell That is uh, By using Burning a Type of Different type of woods That have This uh, You know Original smells from the woods. So, they have many types of uh, nice scented smell woods. So, you guys can eventually click on the click on the link that will be posted on our Facebook page. And you guys can, you know, view the Facebook page lah. So, let's get back to the opianinesis. Okay, Mr. Jess, your first story was like something like sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. But before I would say it is a sleep paralysis, what happened to you was uh, you was locked and you can't even move your legs and your hands. Correct. And you cannot even voice out any voice. I couldn't shout. Lah. Yeah, you well, cannot I shout. shouted, but nothing came out. Yeah, you tried to shout, but nothing came out. But when uh, the thing that happens to you, eventually you saw your cat wandering around at the hall. And I would say that uh, it's not really sleep paralysis because he could see his cat wandering around and looking at him, trying to, you know, chase something away that was happening onto him. And... What I could say was, he, Mr. Jess can't move. Mr. Jess can see his cat. And before he was released from this uh, locked, he heard something whispered into his ears like, Don't worry, you will be okay. Don't worry, 
So that is what he heard. After that, he was released by the locking locking. Hmm. So, hmm. I would say it's not sleep paralysis. Ah. I can second that because uh, when I was experiencing that, uh, I felt that wasn't a dream, lah. You know, it wasn't a dream at all, because I could feel. I I'm sure I, it wasn't a dream because I saw my cat looking at me, coming to me, and uh, it tried to say something to me, lah. Because cannot say right, but she it meowed to me. I was at the same time when that happened. I was actually trying to shout. I was trying to communicate, but I couldn't. Mm. And when I like what I told you, I heard the the voice saying that everything will be okay. I knew that it wasn't sleep paralysis. Yes, I also know that. Mm. Mm. So scientific way, do no need lah. Eh? <laughs> I don't think it's scientific lah. Because scientific, I was sure it wasn't a dream. Sleep paralysis, you cannot move. Then they say you will, you know, your mind will play something unusual, and your eyes will play something unusual. So when you actually experience sleep paralysis, but Mister JS eyes could see his cat moving. Yes. But this one, I want to ask you: when you saw your cat moving mm-hmm. after you was released from everything, mm-hmm. do you still see your cat there? My cat was there lah. I mean, just hanging around. Beside you? you. Yeah. Uh, see? Not sleep paralysis. Paralysis. <laughs> Not sleep paralysis, guys. Mm. Because he he saw his cat there. Then when he was released, his cat was over there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I don't know lah. So, it's not lah. So, it's not lah. Mm. So, let's go to the second story, Mr. Jess. Yes. You said that your friend who lived at Bukit Batok, mm-hmm. his block was in U-shape. So, uh, he came home uh, late night, lah, 12 plus. So, after he take the lift up to his uh, floor, then, while he was walking towards his unit, he felt that someone is actually following him from behind. Yes, he so, felt that. Lah. Yeah, he felt that. So, every time when he walks few steps, he turned, Nobody. Then he walked another footstep, a uh, few steps. He walked, he turned, nobody. So after that, the third time he walked, steps, turn, nobody. So after that, he reached his unit. He struggled to find his keys. Uh, and when he managed to get his keys, he unlocked the gate. After that, he struggled to find the door key also. As usual. Uh, after that, he find, then... He opened the door when he was about to close the door. He turned around. Suddenly, there's one nene or a grandmother. A grandmother lah. Old yeah, lady lah. Old lady standing outside his unit out of nowhere. Asking for a drink. Asking for asking for a drink. So guys, this part, like what Mr. JS told us earlier on, the U-shaped house, when if, let's say, from the lift to his unit is uh, the opposite side. So he have to walk through pass by all the units before actually he reached the unit you can actually saw if someone or anybody walking you can look opposite yes! so you can see people walking around yeah pass by the unit but this this time was 
when he was about to close the door, then suddenly the old lady outside his unit out of nowhere. Yeah, appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. So this part is actually spooked me because you did he didn't see anybody walking. Suddenly, when you about to close the door, appeared. Appeared. <laughs> so if me in that situation, I would you know I would eventually shout lah, in shock. No footstep, no nothing suddenly appear in front of you. Oh my. Uh, I cannot imagine that. So, after that, your friend told maybe this part actually led to the other story. Maybe lah. And it's about uh, his mother that uh, fell to the ground while uh, before that, she was in the room. So after that, she heard someone calling her. When she opened the door, when she was about to get out from her room, suddenly she fell down mm-hmm. and she could not move. Yeah. Till uh, Mr. J's friend came home at 10 plus. Do you yeah. guys know 3 plus 4? His mother fell at onto 3 the ground. Yes. Cannot move till Mr. J's friend came home at, at 10 plus. PM. It's actually a sad moment lah yeah. to get to know when you open the door then suddenly you find out that your mother was lying on the floor helpless correct uh, alone till you get back home then uh, after that uh, Mr. F uh, carry his mother onto the bed uh, wash her face everything give drink then he start asking his mother what actually happened then mm-hmm. she say I heard someone calling my name. That's why I opened my... I want to get out from my room and see who it was. But she fell down. Yeah. So Mr. F thought that this thing actually links to what happened to his mother. Lah. So maybe I would say 80 to... 70 to 80% because uh, there's no, you know, proof that uh, saying what kind of voice his mother actually heard. Is it a lady voice? Is it an old person voice? Or is it a man voice? We do not know. Because the one that actually happened to Mr. F when he went back home, the old lady, maybe could link, but not 100% lah. So I would say, um, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Because you guys know Bukit Batok, Ah, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Bukit Batok, Supply chain. The Gulin, whatever it is, is like a portal to another world. Yeah. So, people who live at Bukit Batok, there's a lot of story confirmed. Uh-huh. Uh, Bukit Batok, at the old apartments, all all the old blocks. Uh, I would say Bukit Batok now, there's a lot of new blocks lah. And new buildings. Last time, my, you know, my, my aunties, my uncle stay at Bukit Batok. If you guys know, there's a, you know, a golf, golf, what is it called? Golf course. Ah, golf course. Like a shooting, shooting range. Ah. Is it? Ah, golf shooting range. Ah, is it the like home that. team? No, 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 no. Uh, it's a, uh, I'm not sure what happened to the, the place there. Mm-hmm. But I know there's no more golf shooting range there. Okay. Because, uh, it turned into, I don't know what kind of building lah. But, mm. I would say Bukit Batok is really, really... Haunted. <laughs> it's like muscling 
Masling kain lah. Ya. <laughs> masling kain. Ya, masling kain. Uh, hmm. After that, uh, I cannot see anything lah. Eh. Whatever it is, the story is actually spooky. Yeah. For people um, who, you know, have high blood <laughs> or heart attack, maybe you guys will have a shock of your life to experience that thing lah. To me lah, it's probably a trigger lah. I mean, that auntie, that old lady that appeared at the door yeah. was probably the trigger. No, I don't know. no footsteps, no nothing. From that incident, right, got, things got spookier and got worse for oh, the family. Yeah, maybe, I would say, maybe because of Mr. F doesn't want to give a drink. Maybe. Maybe that part led to this scene. Yeah. Maybe to, lah. To what happened to the family? Yeah I don't know. It's like a curse lah. Hmm. Maybe poor eh. thing. It's very poor thing lah to his uh his mom. Uh, what what to do? It's all fate. Fate. Yes. Hmm. You got anything for your friend's story? Um, just a bit of uh extra. Eh? Actually, I went to his place the other time, right? To hear his stories. He also mentioned that at his news... Uh, by the way, they've shifted already. They are now in Yishun. So when I was at his place, he was telling me that at certain time of the day, right, he would hear, he could hear um, the neighbor from above dragging his their furnitures in a loop, in a pattern. Like, as if like some somebody was like banging the furniture onto the floor and dragging it continuously. Like a pattern. At certain time of the day, around 5pm to about 7, 7 to 8. So this thing would happen almost daily. So again, we sum it up. Maybe that thing followed him to Yishun and the curse still continues. Lah. I'm not sure. But I wouldn't... You guys might say that, oh, it's just your neighbor being annoying, but we said it before, but how can you actually, you know, imagine yourself watching TV in the hallway, oh, I'm sorry, in the uh, oh, like living room, living yeah. room, watching TV and you moving your furniture around is impossible. Every time. Every time. Mm. You cannot be doing that all the time, right? Yes. At timing. Every day. Yes. It's just funny. So, we concluded that it's probably something beyond human. Hmm. Yes, I would agree. Mm. So, mm, so I would say this thing happened like what we say early on. Maybe because of that old lady, Mister F doesn't want to give the drink. Maybe it was cursed mm-hmm. till now. Yeah. Or I also don't know. Or it's a matter of coincidence, lah. Yeah, it's coincidence. So, hmm. I'm not sure what else I could say about your story, Mr. Jaisis. I think we just wish him all the best. Hopefully, things will get better for him and his family and his mother, especially. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, things will get better because she's not moving. She's a vegetable now. Mm-hmm. Uh, her eyes are open, but she's not communicating. She's not moving at all. So, she's being... Uh, she's feeding on liquid food. So, yeah lah. I hope things get better for him. Yes, I hope so. 
because it's really a tough moment for him lah. That's right. Hmm. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> about your story, yeah. Ah, lah. We pray for her, lah. Hmm. Hopefully, everything get better, lah. But you also cannot say anything, lah. Yeah, lah. I think that's all, lah. So let's wrap it up and end today. End the episode today. Ah, uh, we peace be upon you guys. Uh, thanks for hearing our episodes from the beginning till now. Even though from the our first very first episode it was Malay episodes, then uh we start to you know uh improvise till reach episode thirty thirty plus. Yeah. Then we start with uh, English, then bilingual. So we will stick to our genre. Genre. Yeah, genre. Mm. It's not genre. Yeah? No, genre. Don't know who. Huh? Not genre. Yeah? Genre is some guy from Hong Kong. Genre. It's genre. Ah, serious? <laughs> ah? Yeah. I always hear genre, genre. Eh? Never mind, never mind. Today you learn <laughs> something new. Genre. Genre. <laughs> genre is like some kung fu master. Genre. Oh, fight. Wow. <laughs> something new to me. <laughs> never mind. Okay. Never too late. Okay, guys. Uh, sweet James, lots of love from us. Conti one to nine, Mister One Percent, Mister Jess, aka Jiran Sebelah, my neighbor, not, not your, your neighbor. neighbor. Good night. Ciao. Represent the hood as much as we could. Cookie tails and table flicks, our weekly fix lead to your kids. We are kids, we O N T I, one to nine, we are not like the other guy.